Welcome, listeners, to another Transformation Church Sermon Podcast. Let's prepare our hearts to receive the Word of God. Come on. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing today? Everybody good? Can y'all give Jesus one more shout of praise? Give him your best. Come on. Give God your best right now. He's in this place, and we don't take it for granted. We are a loud and rowdy church. I always tell you, heaven is going to be loud, and so you got to get used to it right now. We're trying to help you get used to heaven, somebody. Uh, it is so good to be in the house. We did, uh, Access Nation took place. I don't know if you know what Access Nation is. Come on, all the Access Nation people in the house. Uh, our students uh, went to Access Nation. We had 17 students, 16 students, and 10 leaders go down to Memphis, Tennessee, uh, to the Life Church Memphis Come on, Memphis. Memphis in the house. And uh, we uh, went down there. They had 1,400 teenagers gather uh, to praise Jesus and worship God. And, and uh, it, was a, it was a phenomenal. They didn't have conference last year. And so this year was um, just kind of catching up. But it was amazing to watch God move in 1,000 plus teenagers. The night I was there, uh, some of our staff went down. On, uh, on Wednesday and Thursday, just 24-hour trip, and we got to be there Wednesday night, and I saw a 1,000 students hit the altars to see God move in their life, and uh, man, I'm so thankful for you guys and the leaders. Here's some leaders here that were there, and Pastor Chris, man, great job, and I also want to say thank you to our church. Uh, do, I don't know if you remember, but we put a call out for some next-gen support uh, about a month ago, probably, and you guys here and online have given about $10,000 into the next-gen to see camp uh, strong, but not just camp. We're, we're, we're planning right now how to revamp our elementary room and some of our kids' spaces. And, and so we're taking a lot of those, all those finances and just pouring them all into our next gen and, and believing God for that. So thank you for being a next gen church, somebody. Come on. If we're not about the next generation, they need our wisdom and we need their passion and energy, somebody. Come on, because they, they jumping and mosh pitting for Jesus and we ain't, you know. And so uh, we need that. And I believe in this. That's who our church is called to be. So I'm just so proud of our church uh, for doing that. And then, and then uh, we, we, you will get to hear from a lot of them in two weeks. So in two weeks, we have a, a five and five student takeover where some of those guys will be preaching and sharing their heart and their story and helping lead worship and just really doing a lot here. And so we can just continue to push uh, youth forward and students forward in the leadership in the kingdom. And so uh, that's, we, we, we believe in that. And uh, you'll see that in a couple of weeks. I believe it's uh, July the 11th. And so you don't want to miss that. It's going to be a great day. And then on your seats or at Connection, last week on your seats at Connection, this week, there's a, a, a Knock Serve Saturday, Serve Knock Saturday uh, form. We'd love for you to get involved. In, and we're going to have that July 10th. And um, Amazing day serving our community, and I'd love you to join into that and be a part. It's going to be a great three hours just serving in this area, so please go sign up for that. There's something you can do. We've got haircuts and food and clothing and, and games and food and grilling and all types of things we're doing for the community, and so we'd love for you to jump in and be a part. And then tonight is Encounter Night. How many enjoy Encounter Nights? It's going to be, if you haven't been to one, I just want to encourage you. It's just, we take an hour and a half and just worship. You know, we just, we, there's not, no, there's not a lot of preaching. There's about five, 10 minutes. Holy Spirit speaks a lot. There's ministry time. There's healing. There's power. I would love for you to be a part of that tonight. If you get a chance from 630 uh, to 8 p.m. sharp. And so uh, you don't want to miss that. We're going to jump into the word and uh, I'm going to uh, be in John today. We're in, we're in a series called Summer of Transformation, which means we preach whatever we want. <laughs> 
And so uh, Summer of Transformation, we just kind of have some guest speakers and, and student takeovers and five and fives, and, and uh, there's a lot of those type of things. And so uh, I'm just, this was what's on my heart, and um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in John 13, where Jesus, this is his last meal. Um, it's a Passover meal right before he goes to the cross. The cross is literally looming over his head. And, and here's what happens in this, in this last meal. And I'm kind of going to preach today um, leading up into our outreach and our serving. But I'm talking uh, much more than just that one day outreach. I'm really speaking to the, to the heart of our church today and who we are. And um, I just want to get this in, in our heart as a culture and as a church. So John 13, 1 through 17, it says, Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. He loved them to the end. Here's what you got to catch. It's amazing. He loved them to the end. That means to the full extent. He loved them to the full extent. This is in the moment of the meal. This is not talking about the cross. You would think that Jesus loving them to the end would be he went all the way to the cross. He went to the cross. He finished the cross. John does not call the cross the end. John calls this meal the end. John calls this moment the end. John calls this example the end, that he loved them to the full extent. You would think the cross was the full extent. Obviously it is, but the reality is John here somehow records that this is the full extent of him loving them in this moment. He hadn't gotten to the cross yet. He loved his own who were in the world. He loved them to the full extent. And supper being ended, the devil having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands... And they had come from God and was going to God. Aren't you glad you know where you came from and where you're going? He rose from supper. He got up from the table and laid aside his garments. He took a towel and girded himself. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet to wipe them with the towel with which he had girded himself. Then he came to Simon Peter and Peter said to him, Lord, you are washing my feet. Jesus answered and said to him, what I'm doing, you do not understand now, but you will after this. And Peter said, don't you love Peter? You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered and said, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Basically, what he was saying is, if you don't let me serve you, I can't save you. A lot of us have a problem with Jesus serving us and God doing his work in our life. He says, if you don't let me serve you, I can't save you. And Simon Peter says, well, then, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Give me a whole shower, Lord. I want it all. Come on, Jesus corrects that, but we need that mentality. Like, I want it all. Jesus said to him, he was bathed, needs only to wash his feet, but he's completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you, for he knew who would betray him. Therefore, he said, you are not all clean. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, do you not know what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. If then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I've given you an example. I've loved you to the end, to the extent, to the fullness, to the example of this. I've loved you, that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor he he who is sent greater than who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you, happy are you. Blessed just means happy. Happy are you if you do them. My title for today is the big towel mentality. Somebody say, I want the big towel the big towel mentality. Let's pray real quick. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you um, that you gave us this example, that you showed us the extent of your love in your most horrific moment, in the the most looming moment over your head, the, the cross looming over your head, you give us this example. 
in your most painful moment, in your most fearful moment, I can only imagine, Lord, that you decided to take up a towel. We love you. Give us the courage to do the same. In Jesus' mighty name, amen? Amen. The big towel mentality. Come on, my family and I, my wife didn't know I got these towels this morning. She's probably upset right now that this is one of her nice towels. Come on, husbands. How you know? How many of your wives get onto you when you get the nice towels out? You know what I mean? And uh, this is uh, one of the beach towels. I don't even know if it's a new one. She's probably sitting there thinking, that's a new one. I can't believe he has it up there. But I don't have any food or anything up here, baby. So it's okay. It's just for this quick illustration. But but this this is the big towel. How many of you know when you pack for the beach, you want the big towels, right? How bad is it? I mean, how, how terrible is it when you go to lay out on the beach and somehow you get the tiny towel? This is a ratty towel, too. This ain't just a tiny towel. This thing, I mean, you try to lay out on the beach and you just, you just put this thing out and like, like your feet are all in the sand. You got sand from like your butt cheeks down to your heels. You know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't cover anything. You got sand in the back of your The towel doesn't cover anything. You're like trying to figure out how to, how to even get on the towel. It's like tiny towel syndrome. You know what I'm saying? It's like you, you can't even, you don't even know where to lay with this tiny thing. And, and then what about when you go to take a shower and you get out and you got tiny towel syndrome? How embarrassing, how weird. Like, come on, when the towel doesn't even wrap all the way around you and you're trying to figure out where to put it and you got half your leg hanging out and you can't even, and you're, and you're, you're holding the towel and you're walking because it won't, because it can't, because it can't, you can't tuck it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's so awkward and so uncomfortable and you're showing half of everything and you're like, you're not covered and you're not comfortable and it's weird. That's what happens. Listen to me. That's what happens when the church gets tiny towel syndrome. When, when, when we decide not to get big towel syndrome, not, not to have a big towel mentality, a big serve mentality, when we get tiny towel syndrome, it's awkward and, and, and people aren't covered and, and we're sandy and we don't know how to, how to deal with each other and we're trying to hold on just to, to save some embarrassment, right? Because we got tiny towel syndrome. And, and God sent me to us today and to you today to say, we need big towel syndrome. We do not, as a church, need tiny towel syndrome in our community or in our church or in our homes or in our families. I've got, and you've got, we need big towel syndrome. How, how did Jesus survive a dinner with the cross looming over his head? How did he handle the, the fear and the pressure and the, and the, and the scariness of that moment? What, I mean, what, what, did, what did he do? It's like all of a sudden, He's going, to be, he's, going to, he's going to have a meal, but he's going to have a cross in, the, in a day? I mean, can you imagine if that was looming over your head? Like, I remember, anybody ever had a spanking looming over your head? Like, when I get home, when your mom gets home, when your father gets home, right? It, like, changes your whole day. It changes everything. You can't have fun. You can't enjoy anything. You can't, you can't live, right? It's looming. You can't live because it's looming. Here's Jesus living at this dinner. How? He's showing the full extent of his love in his most painful moment. He's serving, taking up towels, not worried about the pain, not worried about himself. How do you get through your toughest day? Not worried about the pain, not worried about yourself, taking up large towels, having a big towel mentality, going, you know what? I know this is looming. But I can begin to have a heart that serves others and, and believes for others and not wor- I'm not worried about my own pain and my, my own fear and my own wants and needs. Come on, I know it's hard, to, it's hard to believe, hard to understand how to live that way. My wife, she's better at it than I am. When my kids get sick, I don't want nothing to do with them. They're vomiting, they're sick, stomach bug. I'm like, stay away from me, get away from me right now, get away from me. 
Get away from me. My wife's like, come here, baby. You know, hugging them, cleaning up vomit. I'm like, how do you do? Like, she, doesn't, she doesn't even fear catching it. She doesn't even care. She doesn't even consider herself. Like me, I'm like, the word, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm about five feet, five feet right now. They're like, you don't even love me. I love you, but I'm from a distance today, baby. I got to stay healthy. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's kind of selfish, but, I, but it's just real. And sometimes when we're in our most painful moments, we don't, we, we care about our own health, our own, our own fears of catching stuff or getting around certain things. We're like, no, 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 stay back. And, and the reality is it gets wrong in the kingdom when we do that. We, Jesus is showing us how not to worry, how to love others, how to pick up the towel, how to serve at the Last Supper. He's not scared. He's given us an example of something bigger to focus on. The cross is looming, and he's focusing on serving his disciples. He's showing you and I that there's something bigger to focus on. And here's the thing. Let me, let me just share this with you. We all have a cross to carry. Jesus is about to carry the cross. He literally commands you and I to take up our cross and carry it, but he does not say concentrate on it. He tells you and I to carry our cross, not concentrate on our cross. Many of us are cussing our cross, complaining our cross, dragging our cross. Oh, Jesus isn't at this last supper going, oh, oh, the cross is coming. Oh, it's going to be terrible, boys. We're called to carry it. We're not called to concentrate on it. And the reality is when we begin to focus on something else, Jesus is showing us to focus on something bigger called serving others, the big towel mentality. You can write this down. Serving people is the solution to the pain of our problems. You want to know how the, what the solution is to the pain of all the problems you're facing, to the looming things you're going back to tomorrow, to the things that are looming over your head? You know what the solution is to that? Not just sitting in these chairs, serving. Picking up the towel. Going, I'm called to serve, focus on others. And I just want to, this is what I really want to get out of my heart today in a way. Uh, we're, it's post-pandemic. We're believing God to build our church. We're believing God to reach a city and, and to reach a community. And we're singing God of revival. Can I please tell you this? I, I feel like a little bit, let me just, I'm not, I'm not coming heavy today. I'm just coming as your pastor. I feel like our church is losing the big town mentality a little bit. I just, I just, in my heart, like, like right now, like for our, in our kids ministry and in our, in our, and listen, some of it's my fault as your pastor, I'll fall on the sword a little bit, like, like pandemic and everything we've been through as a church and what I've been through and like, just kind of, it's easy to kind of try to figure out how to get things steady and stable. And I'll tell you what the staff and I are doing right now. We're going through every single line of every serve brochure and every single policy and every single system. And we're spending hours upon, you could ask, the, you know, you're shaking your head. You know, we're in rooms right now going through, every, I'm going line by line because there's different policies and different procedures and stuff from like eight years ago that doesn't even match our church. And so I, I know, here's the thing, I'm saying this because it's hard to get involved and serve and take up a towel when it's confusing. And so we're, I'm doing everything in my power as your pastor. I'm taking responsibility to go, you know what? I'm going to make this streamline. We're going to figure out how to get people trained, how to get people on teams, where people fit, how to make it flow, how to make it seamless so that you can actually take up the big towel and have a good experience, somebody. And I believe that's so important. But as we do that, as, as leaders and teams, I'm asking you, would you consider and pray through picking up the big towel mentality? There are teams all across this house that need you and need your heart and need your serving with a big towel for other people. 
And if we're, if we're really going to win this city, if we're really going to fill up these, these chairs and really going to believe God for revival and really going to believe God to bring the harvest in this place, it's going to take all of us serving and sacrificing and partnering together. And the vision of our house is serve one, worship one. What does that mean? It doesn't mean come to church and sit once every three weeks or come to church. It means, and I'm not, I love you. I know many of you have been here and you're just checking it out. If you're a guest, this is not for you. Next week, this is for you. You get, you get to be a guest one week, then you're family. Come on, somebody. But, but, but this is a house, and this is God's house. And you know, you know, God told David he couldn't even build the house. God said, David, you can't build the house. I'm going to use your son Solomon. Do you know that you and I are privileged to do what David wasn't even allowed to do? And, and I just, I think all of us joining in our heart and our mentality going, whatever it takes, what, whatever I can do, I'm going to focus on loving this community, loving in our outreach, loving week after week to the full extent. Jesus was not focused on dying. He was focused on living for them. And can I say something to you? It's harder to live for people week in and week out than it is maybe die for God sometimes. And so how do we live for this big town mentality week after week after week after week, coming in these doors, uh, going out into the community, serving in our homes? How do we do that? I'm going to give you three simple thoughts from this, this uh, text on how to really have a big town mentality. Verse three, it says, Jesus, knowing that the father had given him all things into his hands and he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper. The first thought to have a big Tau mentality is you have to choose consecration over reputation. We don't use these words consecration. Consecration just means set apart to God, that you're set aside for God, that you and I have to choose. We have to know where we came from, that we came from God, where we're going, that God has a call in our life, and it's not beneath us to serve. If serving is beneath you, leading is beyond you. And, and that you and I have, have the call to serve God and serve his house. And, and literally, he gets up from the table. He gets down on his, Jesus gets down on his hands and knees. God gets down on his knees. God gets down on his knees in his most painful moment, in his most, most excruciating moment where he's going to go die in a couple hours and he decides, you know what, I'm going to lay aside my reputation and I'm going to get down on my knees because I'm consecrated. I'm set apart to God. I don't have to worry about what anyone thinks about me. I don't have to worry because I've got this mentality to serve. I remember years ago, I was a, a school uh, dean at a Bible college and I was a Bible school teacher and I taught homiletics and taught students how to preach and how to teach and, I, and, and all these things. And my family and I had a transition in our life and I had to move to Charlotte and I went back into business. But in that transition, I became a valet parker at a local emergency room hospital. And so my job at the school was over. I was valet parking cars and I pulled up the first couple of days of work and there were a bunch of students that were valet parking cars that I had taught. And I walked up and I was like, what's up guys? They're like, dude, like pastor, like Dean. Like, are you in sin? Did you fall into sin? I'm like, What? Like, what do you mean? They're like, I mean, you were like the dean of a Bible school. Like, did you fall into sin? I'm like, no, no, man, this is just where God has me right now. It's what God has me. I'm serving right now. I'm serving right alongside you right now. It doesn't matter. We're all in this together. Like, this is my assignment. I know where I've come from. I know where I'm going. I'm just serving God. I was secure in that. I don't know if this will be on the screen, but when you know who you are, it doesn't matter who they think you are. 
Come on, when you know who you are, when, you, when you're not worried about your reputation, you're consecrated to God, it doesn't matter what they think about you. It doesn't matter. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve because I know who I am. The hardest times in my life, the hardest moments in my life was when I forgot who I was. When I forgot my identity, when I forgot that I was from God, that God brought me to the table, that God sat me at the table so that I can get up from the table and I can serve and he'll hold my seat when he wants to put me back at the table again, somebody. And, and, and I've got a destiny and I know that God has my back. Come on, I cannot forget. You cannot forget. Write this down. You, you're never gonna serve until you're secure in God. You, you won't, if you, if you are not secure in your identity, and listen, I don't mean perfect and like you got all your stuff together. None of us have all our stuff together. That's why we need a big towel mentality that covers some stuff. Come on, the big towel covers. The big towel cares. The big towel is a big towel mentality because we can serve without, without being worried that we're exposed. Come on. That's not even in my notes. <laughs> I think sometimes we have to think we need to be perfect and we're going to be exposed if we serve. Or I'm not, I don't know, and I've got to get cleaned up. No, no, no. God says if you have a church that has a big town mentality, you're covering each other's backs. You're serving. You're believing. You're growing up. You're maturing. You're discipling. You're loving others. You're giving your life away when you're in pain. You're figuring out how to make it not all about yourself. we got to know how to go low. To serve God, you'll always have to descend. You, you won't ascend. Jesus said, I've come to do my Father's will. I've come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but to do my Father's will. If I was Jesus and God came to me and said, here's what we're going to do, son. I need you to get up off the throne, and I need you to go down to this planet, to the people you created. They're going to kill you and curse you, and I need you to take care of them, to forgive them for all of their rebellion. And then I want to do that so that they can come up here and hang out with us as a big family one day forever. I'd be like, I think I'm good, God. I like, I like this throne I'm on. And, uh, you know, i got 24-hour service. Holy Spirit's a good helper. He's been running some things up here for me. i got people bowing down day and night. i got boys fanning me. This is good, God. I don't really, I don't like negative people. They're going to kill me, Dad. I don't want to go. That, that's, that's, how I would, that's how I would feel. Jesus is like, okay, I'll, I'll descend. I'll go. Satan's will for you is to always ascend. Ascend. God's will for you is to always descend. They did me wrong. Descend. They didn't call me back. Descend. I, 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 they, they, they overlooked me. Descend. Look what it says in Isaiah 14, 12 through 14. How are you falling from heaven? Talking about Lucifer. Here's Satan. This, this is why he got thrown out. How are you falling from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, you who, wakened, who weakened the nations? Listen to this. This is in, in, in several verses, two verses. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high God. Five I wills in two verses. And I just, I just think for our church, for me, listen, I, I, I will descend. I, I want to take the towel up. I want to I be a pastor that can serve you, love you, whatever you need. I want you to have the same heart for guests and people and community for your family, for your spouse, for your kids, whatever it looks like. It's impossible for you and I to serve God seated on our thrones. I can't serve God seated on my throne, much less seated on his throne. And I've got to descend. Anybody watch that show, American Pickers? 
I'm just talking about being consecrated versus reputation. Consecration over reputation. Being set apart to God. American Pickers is this little show where these guys go into like all different, all different environments around the country and buy antiques from people that have kind of hoarded them up. And they, they show up on different uh, lots and, and there's people that have hoarded these, these, hoarded everything. Signs and tricycles and bicycles and cars. And they've got these barns and sheds full of stuff. And these guys go to buy it because there's treasure inside those sheds. And they get and they begin to, to, to do business with these guys. And I remember one show, he's t- they're talking to this guy and they're like, you know, we'll buy this. Like, no, I ain't going no, to show you that. Nope, nope, nope. He's like, no, I'll buy this. He's like, no, I ain't going to get rid of that. Nope, I ain't getting rid of that. You know? he's like, let me show you this. Like, no, I ain't get, I'm going to use that. You're going to use it. It's like a broken tricycle, no wheels, no handlebar. You ain't going to use that. From like 1920, you ain't using that. And, and they'll say, we'll buy that for $5. We'll buy that for $10. And they're trying, to, they're trying to get them to sell something for cheap, just five bucks, I'll give you that for five bucks. They want the bigger stuff, but they're just trying to buy one little thing. And, and they interviewed them off to the side and they said, why do you offer $5 and, and, and $10 for that junk? And they said, here's our strategy. If we can get them to part with one thing, if we can get them to set aside one thing, we can get to the other stuff of value. God's saying, if he can get you to set aside your reputation in one area, if he, if he can get you to set aside your ego in one area, he can get to the other valuable stuff in your life. He can begin to work in some areas that you didn't think there was any value in. He can actually begin to redeem some stuff. If he can just get, just set aside, well, maybe, what, maybe it's Sunday to serve. Like Sunday is serve day. It's not, it's not July 10th, Sunday. Family serve day. What service do we serve? And I don't mean like, like I mean like every week, like every week, God's house is open every week. Woohoo! You know what I'm saying? I know, I'm going to love you as your pastor today. Uh, it's, a, it's a big town mentality every week. Like, because there's people coming in this house that don't know God and that need Jesus and need a friend and need a smile and need a hug and need a handshake. And we, we, you know, we need somebody to love on their children and their students and, and to reach out. We believe to reach our city. We believe for more services. It's almost full in here. We believe for three services and we believe for, 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 to grow. And I know it's post-pandemic, but we're going to keep growing. We're not done. Thank you. <laughs> Are y'all with me? Consecration over reputation. I got a few minutes. Verse four, he says, he rose from the supper, laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. He rose from the table and took a towel. Number two, very simple. You have to choose the towel over the title. You have to choose the towel. Here's the scene. They're out on, on, on a Friday night, man. It's kicking. It's post-pandemic. The strip is popping again. Everything's going on. They're all dressed up. They're looking good. Jesus and the disciples. They're hanging out. They're going for the last supper. They're going down. They got the building rented. They walk in for dinner. Right? Everything's got the cologne on. They're smelling good. They walk in. Usually there's a slave at the door, the, 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 the actually watch, washing feet. The disciples go in. If you know the story, they're arguing about who's going to sit on a throne next to Jesus in heaven. They're all arguing, all of them. Come on. And, and then two of them get mad because everybody, but everybody else was doing, they were doing the same thing. They're all arguing about who's going to get to sit next to you. Who's going to get to get on the platform? Who's going to get to lead it? Who's going to get to have a title? Who's going to get to be in charge? They're all arguing about that. Jesus walks in. Usually somebody would wash feet at the door. So now their feet have feces all over them because in those roadways, there was feces all in the streets. And, and they would walk amongst the dirt in sandals. So they all sit down. They're arguing. They sit and begin to eat dinner. They just start having dinner. Jesus walks in. He sits down. And then he goes, something stinks. <laughs> and he realizes that no one had taken the position of slave. Listen to me. Listen to me. 
No one did it because they knew if they had done it, it would have spoke to their reputation. It would have said that they were the least among all of them. They, they didn't want to have their reputation tarnished. They didn't want to look like they were lower than the other guys. And so they wouldn't sit, get down and begin to serve anybody. Jesus says, oh, I see the problem here. I'm actually going to begin to serve you guys and get down and actually wash your feet. He actually takes a towel. Listen to me. No one can force you to serve. Serving and choosing the towel is your own initiative. Choosing to serve is your own passion. It's your own, I'm going to take a step down and I'm going to serve. When, listen to me. When people walk into the church, I promise you, I, I, when they walk into our church or a church and, and people are fighting for platforms and positions and power, and what they, the world smells something. What does that smell? It's called Pride. It's called self-promotion. And, and listen, that's what I'm saying. We, we don't have that in our church, but, but the reality is we need to continue to be aware. We have to have a big town mentality to fight against that because the culture that we live in is all about being served. And so you and I are gonna have to take an active choice to serve. How do you get through your worst day, your toughest day? Here's Jesus getting through his toughest day. How? Taking a towel. You wanna get through a bad day at your job? You wanna get through a bad day in your marriage? You want to get through a bad day in your relationships, a bad day at work, a bad day at church? You want to get through anything tough? Fight for the towel. It says he took a towel. Somebody say, take a towel. Say it Pentecostal. Put your chest out a little bit. Take a towel. He took a towel. And that's like forceful with the serve. Have you ever, my kids, sometimes they'll fight over chores. Like, I ain't doing it. It's not my turn. 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 It's not on the list. Not on the list. Not on the list. You didn't write it down. You didn't write it down. You write it down. You write it down. I'll just get frustrated. Start, give me that towel. Start doing dishes. I'll do the dishes. Get out of my kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Mom and I get a little frustrated. We just, Jesus is a little frustrated here. He's a little frustrated. Give me a towel. I'll serve. I'll wash feet. I'll give up my reputation. I'll, I'll, I'll choose the towel. I'll go to the full extent. I'll love you to the end. I'll make it a choice. I'll make it my initiative. I'll actually begin to serve somebody. He's annoyed. Come on, this is a choice that we get. We get to choose. We get to take the passion and the initiative of serving other people in a world that wants to be served. Take a towel. You'll either fight over a title or pick up a towel. Whether it's church or home or parenting or work or in your family, you'll either choose a towel or choose a title. Listen to me, hear me. I'm gonna go to the next thought. If you'll choose the towel, the title will come. If you'll choose the towel in every scenario, God will say, oh, wait, I got this. Here's the title. Jesus gets up. Here's my last thought. Jesus gets up from the table takes off his garments and puts on an apron. He gets up from the table. He gets up from the place of comfort. Number three, you have to choose calling over comfort. I gotta choose calling over comfort. How, how, how often, how, how frustrating is it when you get comfortable to somebody make you get up? Come on, when I get all snuggled up in bed, I'm all perfect, got my pillows arranged right. My wife's like, baby, I heard a noise. <laughs> I'm like, babe, you want me to die? You want me to go out there? <laughs> she's like, she's like the, I heard something, the boys, I heard something, the door, could you check the door, please? I'm all, I'm all comfy. Come on, I'm all snuggled in, right? I'm like, and I'm like, ah, 
about, right? Here's the thing. You know if you're a servant by how you act when someone asks you to serve. I'm testing y'all's servanthood mentality today because I'm asking y'all to serve. Y'all gonna leave here and be like, ah, every week. He said, ah. <laughs> we serve already. Already, already serve. Come on, don't do it. I'm, on, I'm in your car on your way home right now. Some of, you, some of you have been here for a long time and you're not on any teams. I love you. Come on, if this was your house, if this, I'm just gonna be real. If, you, if, this, is what, if this is how you served in your, in your home, in your natural home, you, you, would, you would have a pile of everything everywhere. I'm just saying like you can't, this is the house of God. You're called to this place. If this is your house, if you're a visitor, if you're a guest, I love you so much. You, I'm telling you, this is for you next week. Come back. I'm trying to give it with a little sugar, but it's love. I'm pastoring you. Like, and, and not because I want your time, because I really believe there's more value in you and that as you give up certain parts of your life, as you consecrate certain things to God, not just to sit in the house of God, not just to receive, not just to consume, but actually begin to contribute, that God begins to get to some valuable things and it begins to solve some areas in your life, in your work, in your worship, with your children, in your parenting, in every other area. I know, no, I know none of you want to run around with the tiny towel syndrome everywhere you go. Like, some of y'all at work, like, you know, you got the tiny towel at work, you know. Like, oh, God. You're wondering why you hadn't got promoted. Because you can't walk around without being half naked. <laughs> some of y'all are never coming back to this church. <laughs> I want you to. I love you. I think that we have to choose calling over comfort. It's not going to be comfortable. And, and hear me, please, serving is much more about an attitude than an action. And, and Jesus decided to not be comfortable. I mean, if I was at the Last Supper, I'd be like, guys, I, man, I want a filet. Give me a little red wine, a little cab. Boys, it's a little hot in here because you get the fan out. I, I, I'm going, I'm dying. I'm going to cross tomorrow, guys. Guys, I'm going across tomorrow. Come on, get a little fans are fan to me. What, tell, me about, tell me about what your favorite miracle was. Let me hear about how good were my sermons, guys. <laughs> tell me how good it was. I'd be wanting it to make me comfortable. Jesus doesn't do that. He says, you know what? I'm going to take the towel. I'm going to serve. I'm going to choose calling over comfort. And then he goes at the end. He says, listen, I've done this example for you. I've shown you what to do. Now go do this for each other. Go do this for your city. Go do this for your church. Go do this for your spouse. Go do this for your home. Go do this for your brothers and sisters. And if you do it, you will be happy. Why am I preaching this to you? Not because I just want you doing something at our church. Because I know that your ultimate fulfillment is tied to this. And in the middle of everything looming over your head tomorrow morning on Monday, going back to the job and going back to the bills and going back to the boss and going back to certain things that we all go back to and everything that's looming in our own pain. How did Jesus get through that level of pain by taking up the towel? So can you. I cannot take your pain. I say it all the time, but I can give you something bigger to focus on. And God's mission in this city is huge. I was driving to church this morning going, there's so many people that aren't reached, God. There's so many people that need to know your name. There's so many seats that need to be filled. There's so many words that need to be shared. There's so many prayers that need to be given. There's so much. And I just want to encourage you. We're a family. We're a house. And we're going we're gonna to take up a big town mentality. I want to pray for you today that maybe, maybe you're in the middle of 
pain. Maybe you're in the middle of a problem. You're like, I don't know how I'm going to get through it. You can get through it like Jesus did. You can get a big town mentality. I'm going to pray for courage. Do you know that courage is not a character trait? It's just a propensity to get involved now. Courage is just a propensity to get involved now. I'm going to pray for some of you that you'd have the courage to get involved now. That you'd have the, you, you, would, you would go from the pain that you're facing to a big town mentality. And God would actually begin to show you some stuff in your life and rework some stuff. Come on, let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for this morning. I pray that, that your word would be received. I pray that it wouldn't be my, uh, my coming from me or, or my mentality or my heart, but from your word, God. You said that you showed us the full extent of your love. For anyone in this room right now facing any amount of pain, any amount of problems, Lord, I pray if they need a, a big towel mentality, if they need to grow that serving mentality, Maybe they've been scared to serve or scared to step out or feeling like maybe I get taken advantage of or I've been overlooked. Maybe you've been overlooked or you're like, man, I, I, don't, I don't know how I didn't get promoted or I got overlooked. I pray right now for a big towel mentality in your heart and life. That the title will come if you pick up the towel. Father, I thank you for a church that carries the towel. Towels over titles, God. I pray right now across this room that if, if there's anything looming over anyone's head, that Lord, they would conquer it with the towel today. That you would give them the courage to lay aside reputation and conquer some things with consecration, being set apart to you today. That, Lord, it won't be comfortable. The, the, the cross won't be comfortable, but we won't, we won't concentrate on it. We'll just carry it as we serve you and worship you today. If you're in this place just for a second, no one looking around, maybe you've never really given your life to Jesus. Maybe you've never let him serve you with the cross. Maybe you need a fresh start in God. Maybe you think, well, man, I'm not perfect enough. I'm not clean enough to serve God or be in his family. That's not true. Jesus did the heavy lifting. He went to the cross, carried a towel, and then went to the cross and took all of our sin and shame and guilt, all of our mistakes, nailed it to a tree, rose from the dead to give you a brand new fresh start, a brand new life. Maybe you're here and you've been trying to lead your own life. You've been trying to make your way. You've been trying to carry life on your own shoulders. Today's the day you can say, you know what, God, I give it to you. I, I need a fresh start. I surrender to you. Be the leader and Lord of my life. I'm not going to embarrass you or stand you up or bring you forward. But if you're in here, I'm going to ask you to slip your hand up to me in a minute if you want me to pray for you. Maybe today's the day where you're ready to say, God, control and lead my life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if you give your life to Jesus, you get a fresh start in God. I don't know your story. Maybe you used to walk with God and you're away from him now. Or maybe you... You've never come to God. You've never given him leadership of your life. If that's you, would you just put your hand on me right now? Pastor, pray for me. Just slip it up high. I need to fresh start with God this morning. I want to be in his family. I need, I need him to, to serve me with the cross. I believe he died for my sins. Anybody just raise it high so I can pray for you. If you're online watching and you need a fresh start, just let us know. I need a fresh start. Just type fresh start where we can pray for you. Come on, church. Let's pray for each other. If you didn't put your hand up but need to, put your heart up right now. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for having a big towel mentality. Thank you for washing your disciples' feet right before you went to the cross. And thank you for serving them with your love and your heart. And then thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross. We believe that you are God, that you took all of our sin and shame and guilt, nailed it to that tree. And we believe that you rose from the dead on the third day and that you are God. We surrender right now. You are our Lord. You're our Savior. And we commit to serving you with all of our being the rest of our life by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' matchless name. Come on, everybody. Give God praise this morning. Big towel mentalities. Thank you for listening to another Transformation Church sermon podcast. 
If you would like someone to pray with you, or if you would like some ministry materials, please email us at hello at transformationchurch.us.